Okay, so we're going to be looking for 10 minutes at Ephesians chapter 5. Now, if you want to bring it up on your phone, you can. Or there's Bibles just on the little shelves next to you if you want to bring it up. It's really handy to have Ephesians chapter 5 in front of you. I'm going to open it in front of me, and that will help us. Okie dokie. Let's try and find it. Brilliant. And if you want to know what page it's on, it's a page 1176 in the Church Bibles, and I don't know what it is in yours. Okay. So today we are thinking about the topic of light. Now, if you are a little one, I want you to be thinking during this talk, I want you to be trying to count. How many times I'm going to say the word light? Pretty hard, I think. All right, so you'll have to work it out. How many times do I say the word light from when I start? I've not started yet. (laughs) Okay, so we shall begin. So Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And when he says that, I just want you to hear it for a minute. You are the lights of the world. He says, I am the light of the world, but then he also says to his disciples, you. Now, when I hear that, I'm not sure he's talking about me because I don't feel very light a lot of the time. I am fully aware of my failings that come up again and again. And more than that, I'm aware of the failings of the wide, wider church The embarrassment sometimes we feel when we read things in the newspaper and think, that's really not a good example of Jesus. That's not what the church is meant to be. That's not how we're meant to be. We're meant to be light. In the last week, you know, there'll be times when we struggle with patience or anger or we've been selfish. And it sometimes feels like a bit of a battle, doesn't it? And you'd be right, it is. Let's see if we can bring this all work. It has. It says, at the beginning of um, chapter 5, verse 8, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. But that light being the name that Jesus gave himself. I am the light of the world. And he's moved us from a place of darkness. As for once, you were once darkness, but now you are light. We've changed in some ways. It's not that we've just transformed from a place of darkness to light, but we were darkness and now we are light. And of course, here, Paul is repeating those words that Jesus did. You are the light of the world. Is it going to come up? Yeah. There it is. That's what he said. It can feel really odd. Like Jesus might have the wrong person. Like, what? Are you sure? But then I think about the disciples and how much they messed up. I love the fact that in the Gospels and in the whole Bible, in fact... He never uh, sugarcoats people. He always kind of says what people were like. And that's why it can be quite shocking sometimes when people read the Bible, they go, oh, that person is horrendous. That's in your holy text. 
It's like, yeah, they are, because that's the reality of who we are. We need God. We need Jesus. These are not examples necessary to follow all of these, but they are things we can learn from. And the disciples give us great encouragement, because when Jesus said those words to them, he knew exactly what they were like. He chose them knowing what they were like, and he chooses us knowing what we're like. It's incredibly humbling to hear the words that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. We don't like to focus on it. Jesus is the light, but he's saying it to us also. So there's so much, isn't there, that we're failing on. So where do we start? It can feel so overwhelming. I was chatting to someone in our community and they were saying about how, yeah, it can feel overwhelming. So they try and just do one thing. And I thought about this. I thought, yeah, we we can all try one thing. Maybe one thing this week that as you think about it, if you look back and think, where have I really struggled this week? Could that become the one thing that you're going to bring into the light? You're going to expose it. What jumps in your mind? Where have you failed to be the light? I'm just going to give you a minute to just think. What's the one thing where you would like to be light? You'd like to be more patient, more kind, more thinking of others, more sacrificial, more gentle. So let's go back. You were once darkness. So how's this happened? You know, sometimes we can get that sense of, oh, I know this, I know the truth. But remember, we didn't know it because we're clever that we discovered something that was hidden. We couldn't make ourselves light any more than a banana can make itself an orange. Just cannot happen. It has to happen because of something amazing, a miracle that Jesus has done. This is what Jesus said. He said, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. It's that belief in Jesus that moves us from that place of darkness to light. Changes our position. But we couldn't have done this on our own. It's not like we were able to do it. It's the very fact that God has revealed himself, has shown us something that we couldn't have seen without him, that we've moved into that place of light. Earlier in this same chapter, chapter 5, right at the beginning, he says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, And live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 
in our belief or trust in Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross for us, we've been moved from that place of darkness, darkened understanding, to a place of light. Jesus is the clearest picture that we get of who God is. If we want to know what God is like or hear what he thinks, then we need to be looking at the records of his life and his death and his resurrection. We need to be following Christ's example. It says, live as children of light. And what does it look like to live as children of the light? It looks like Jesus. And we see the transformation of this, this reality in the fruit of our lives. Look at these verses, verse 9 of chapter 5. It says, For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And this is said to be a summary of that great passage where it says, Love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. And other passages where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love and peace and patience and kindness. If we look just at love, I can't really see what's up there. Is that the right one? There it is. If we look just at love alone, patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, does not dishonor others, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Where Paul says, find out what pleases the Lord, surely this is just the basics. Love is patient, love is kind. We only need to do a simple glance at Jesus' teachings to see what it looks like to live a life of love. But how do we do this? I talked about failing many times, and in the New Testament, the writers are really honest in their own failings. We need the power, the power of the Spirit. Colossians 1, verse 9 He writes, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. And there's our key, isn't it? The Spirit gives it. The Spirit is the one that enables us to understand, to live this life of love, to live as children of the light. As we look at Jesus, we see that we are not necessarily that shiny. When we see Jesus, the light is shining and the Spirit gives us understanding. And we can sometimes feel quite exposed at that moment, a conviction. And it is an opportunity for us to confess. Is that going to move? There we go. 
Verse 11 says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Now, thinking about this, it's a little bit like when you have a carpet and you've had it down a while and you move a chair and you see how amazing the carpet looks under that chair. It's just pristine how you bought it and all around it is faded. And this is a bit like when we come next to Jesus. We see the pristineness, the perfectness of what we should be like. And next to him, we can see how threadbare we are. But remember, Jesus doesn't come to condemn. He doesn't come to point the finger, but he comes to restore us to that place, to look and reflect his beauty. Jesus gave himself up for us. He rescues us. And when we confess to him, we see only love in his eyes. When we see things exposed, we can feel ashamed. But we don't have to be like that. Jesus only wants to bring healing and restoration and wholeness. So, back to Ephesians 5. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Sometimes we can say we love Jesus. But actually, do we want to live as children of the light? Maybe that's just empty words. Sometimes we can feel empowered by a charismatic speaker. You can do it. But can that just be empty words? We need the Spirit's power to change. Finally, verse 15. Be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. I can't see it at all. We need to be careful how we live. It's so easy, isn't it, to rush. But actually, when you think about the awesome responsibility that we're given, Jesus is the light of the world, and we are little lights. We are his ambassadors. We are the light. And that can feel overwhelming, but even a small light, even the tiniest of lights, can make a massive difference in a really dark place. So let's be encouraged this morning. We have been appointed by Jesus. He knows who we are. It's not a big surprise to him when we get it wrong. But he wants to use us. He wants to change us for us to be light. And maybe today you could just pick one of those. Love is patient. Love is kind. Which one would it be? Maybe it's the fruit of the spirit. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's peace. Maybe it's patience. And ask Jesus, I want to be light in this area. I'm bringing it before you. I want it exposed. I know that I fail here. Please change me. And imagine us as a community of light, a light here in Portswood. What would it look like for us to truly be light here, here in this place? Yes, we're light in our workplaces, in our homes, in our schools. 
But what about together? How bright could that light be? Let's pray together. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Lord Jesus, light of the world, you have appointed us as your representatives. Thank you that you have given us your word and Holy Spirit to transform and shine through us. We confess that we fail daily, but your love never fails us. Thank you that you care and you are committed to restoring us and the whole world to your glory. We just commit ourselves to you now. Lord Jesus, please transform us. Help us to know today that one thing that you are putting your finger on right now. That one thing that we know we need to bring into the light so that we can be light. Amen.